welcome to Screen Quest, a podcast where a fellowship of film lovers and armchair movie experts play film roulette. This is session zero, so we're going to be meeting your permanent co-host today and explaining a little bit about how this podcast works. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida, and I am joined today by Mae Finch, also from Jacksonville, Florida. Hello, hello. We also have Will Rotondi from Greenville, South Carolina. Hey, hey, what's going on? All right. So since this is our very first episode, and really at that, it's a mini-sode where we're explaining how the show works, I want to get to know you all. Uh, so May, starting with you, hit me with a movie that you uh, found was integral to becoming a film lover, something that made you into a movie lover. And then tell me how you prefer to watch a movie. What's your ideal environment to watch a film? And then finally, what do you hope to get out of the podcast? So I knew what I'd have to answer immediately on this film, because there is a movie I have seen probably 20 times. And I, I, I'm not like a serial like rewatcher ever. Um, and that would be The Princess Bride. And I picked it because as I have like aged, I first saw this when I was six or seven. I've started loving different parts of it. Uh, when I was little, like I, I had the stereotypical growing up on princess movies thing. And I was like, oh, this is just a really funny princess movie. I love this. And then as I got older, I was like, wait, no, the writing is really good. These are great puns. Uh, and then I think the most recent time I watched it, uh, kind of like all the work that they've done with playing with like the fantasy romance tropes and just taking them to kind of like a ridiculous extreme uh, really sunk in for me. Um, so yeah, I think it's just the fact that there are so many different layers to movies and things that different people can get out of them is really cool. And I love talking about that. Um, as far as my preferred viewing, um, it depends if I'm seeing a big sci-fi, like high production value movie. I do want to see that in theaters. Dune comes to mind. Um, whereas if I'm seeing anything that is a comedy or like an older film or something that I, I am hate watching, I definitely want to have my friends around so we can like chat and talk through it. Excellent. And then uh, what do you hope to get out of the podcast? Why are you, why are you doing this? We'll talk a little bit uh, about what the podcast is in a second, but I'm just curious uh, as to like everyone's motivations uh, to do this because a podcast can be a little bit of a time commitment. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's, it's always cool to know um, why somebody wants to do one. Well, of course, an item on my like life bucket list is to be the token girl in a podcast. So I have, I've achieved that now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but for this podcast specifically, um, again, I just, I love talking about films with movies. I feel like um, over the past couple of years with the pandemic, uh, it, it made like being around my friends a lot harder. And a thing that I would still do is have like Zoom watch parties with people. And that was really nice. And um, yeah, I just want to keep doing it. And if we can pull in our listeners to watch and talk about, you know, movies with us too, that would be great. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, uh, I love your film selection, by the way. The Princess Bride is uh, magical in every sense of the word. Uh, I think that's a great example of a film that gets better with each viewing every time that I see it. 
And uh, I fully uh, support that as a movie that got you into movies because it is just excellent. All right, Mr. Rotondi. Uh, so hit us with a movie that made you a movie lover, your ideal environment to watch a film and what you hope to get out of the podcast. Well, I think that, man, try to think back about like all the, the stuff that I watched in like the, I guess the 90s would have been when I was young, like I was just to the point where I was sort of separating out like, I don't know, like just watching a film for entertainment and actually kind of picking up on certain aspects of like, you know, maybe it's something more than just that was probably, I don't know, I feel like Back to the Future sort of became that movie for me. I um, It's, it's one of those where I can go back and watch it today and still love it as much as when I was a kid, but definitely understand a lot more weird subtext behind it now watching it and being able to like make fun of it or like also still enjoy it. But uh, I think that was probably that was it for me. But it was also like one of those films where I was still young enough where I was sort of like listening to the dialogue and incepting certain words that were said that probably should not have been repeated in, in polite company. <laughs> and so I definitely remember as a kid, I was playing with Legos and um, there's a scene at the very beginning of the film where Marty gets in the, in the DeLorean to go back in time and he's being chased by some uh, Libyans that are trying to get their plutonium back and he says some crack when he's driving the DeLorean about you know oh, man see if these bastards can do 90 and that was like a line that I'm just playing Legos and I'm like I'm just gonna say this you know as I'm playing <laughs> with these characters and that was something that a uh, my mom picked up on and was not pleased that that was what I took away from that film and uh, b it has made me help make me the person I am today so um but uh, i i love that film i mean yeah you it's it's got a you know it's the adventure story it's science fiction which i love which i think has always been a part of my my uh my film exposure and what i gravitate toward and um it's you know classic soundtrack you know director producer combo that uh i mean made pretty much made my childhood in a lot of ways so that would be my choice um when it comes to like my favorite like venue or way to watch a film, man, uh, May, I got to say, you actually took what I was going to say. Um, it's, it is, it's a combination. And Dune is an awesome example because when there is like a, a visually stunning film and it doesn't even have to be current day, but like, you know, you think back like 2001, A Space Odyssey would have been sort of the same way back in the day, but like anything that is, you know, just enthralling and the music's, you know, just shaking the room and the special effects are just amazing. And, and can't discount the acting too, of course, but it's like, yeah, when all those things line up and it's, you know, it's, you want to be as immersed as possible. And yeah, if you can make it to the theater and watch something like that, where you're just sort of like you were in the zone and you don't want anybody interrupting you, then that I can definitely gravitate toward too. But as you know, it's also equally as entertaining to watch a film either, you know, a second time around with a group of friends or for the first time, if it's not really something that you are that invested in being or seeing every detail behind where you can sort of detach and sit back and, you know, make it be more of like a um, like a mystery science theater 3000 kind of a deal and, you know, poke fun at everything. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm behind that, too. I think I was much more of the. I need to focus when I was a, like when I was younger. And then I kind of got out of that when I probably around high school, I finally loosened up a little bit more to be okay with that. But yeah, it, uh, that would be, I'd have to go with both. As for uh, what I'm looking for out of the podcast, I think that 
what I really found appealing about your your idea for it when we all first started talking about it was just to to make it more of a, a tabletop game, to make it more um, engaging, so that it wasn't just a you know we're going to talk about this film and and critique it like all, so many other you know podcasts and 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 writers and um, you know film review has done already. It's that we're engaging in something that we don't necessarily know what, how it's going to turn out. You know, we, there's different perspectives that we're going to have, but it's also going to be that we get to, to go along on this quest. We get to have this adventure together and we don't really know what's going to happen in the next round. And so in some ways, and I don't know if I can name drop any games in here, if they're going to bleep me out, which either is fine, but it's like, you know, apples to apples or like cards against humanity where, you know, there doesn't have to be a right answer. It's the, we're all just, we're, we're, giving an honest take about how we feel about something and you know for entertainment value and for the the sharing of different perspectives and i think that was really that to me is what i think is going to be the best part about this so. awesome love the movie choice i have had many a drunken discussions about uh back to the future is a perfect movie like there is uh i i think like objectively you can can kind of point to uh so many elements of that um film that work together um just perfectly and uh everything about it is just iconic right that's the word that comes to mind for the original back to the future to be clear like i know some of the sequels like as much as i love them um are not as fondly remembered you know or thought of necessarily but um if you enjoy watching a time traveling fever dream then they are for you <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but i do i love that uh, that choice uh well i will go uh last uh here so for me the film that i would select as the one that got me into movies is uh is jaws uh so um i saw that probably a little too young um and my enjoyment very much stemmed as uh you know as it does when you're uh too young for something um from sort of the the brutal violence of it and the like oh this is a bit naughty watching something that's like quite scary you know um and kind of you know peeking through through my fingers and then as i got older uh anytime that was on television back when i watched television remember television <laughs> that was the thing that people did um i would just stop like doesn't ma didn't matter where in the film like uh it was like i would have to stop and just finish it from whatever point it was on and i started kind of going like why is what is it about this movie and then i realized like as i i really like got interested in um like studying film and re reading books about film that um i was not the only one that had the ex you know the experience with that and it's like you know considered the first blockbuster summer blockbuster film and it has just sort of persisted and it resonates in a way with with people uh this movie about um you know a shark that's terrorizing a new england town has a lot of layers and you know explores a lot of really interesting kind of themes and um, it's just a hell of a, a, a cast as well you know I mean it seeing Richard uh, Dreyfus and uh, Robert Shaw and Roy Scheider like it's just such a, a perfect like it's not really a pairing but uh, what's what's sort of a trio you know of of uh, cast members and they just they work brilliantly together so uh, as far as ideal environments um, definitely in the movie theaters uh, or like in a small audience at home. Like I really enjoy the communal experience of watching a film, whether that's with like two or three people or like a large crowd. I think there is just this wonderful catharsis that can happen, whether it's a comedy or a horror film or, you know, something that's uh, like a tragedy. 
um, going through that um, collectively, it's really, really a beautiful thing to, to watch an audience dynamic. Um, so uh, that's kind of a non-answer, I guess it could, yeah, but in an audience setting for sure, big or small. Uh, and then what I hope to get out of the podcast, well, I have been kicking around the idea of doing a film podcast for about five years and was quite frustrated with trying to get one off the ground. Um, and I, I knew that I wanted to do something that was not just current event, right? Like let's review the newest like films or talk about the newest films. Like I knew that was just like something that's done a lot. And, um, quite frankly, like I wasn't interested in doing that. I don't mind talking about the occasional new, new movie, but I wanted to do something that was a bit different and like fun is the word that kept coming over and over. And, uh, as we started talking, it was uh, it was neat to just see what emer emerged out of this. And um, my favorite thing about what we've done so far and the thing I'm most proud of is how collaborative this has been. So I, I do want to uh, kind of stress that to the audience. Like this has been a collaborative process. Everyone's been heavily involved in, in the making of it. Um, so we have uh, spreadsheets. We have spreadsheets. <laughs> we do. We have lots and lots of spreadsheets. Uh, and, um, I know you were, you were kidding earlier in May, but, um, you, you are definitely not, uh, the, the token, uh, woman, uh, co-host. I, I promise you, like, I, I, this has just been such a pleasure already. And like, we're not even to our first official episode. So, uh, before I go into explaining the game, let me just say, thank both of you for, for making this such an awesome, uh, experience already. Likewise, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So. What the hell is Screen Quest? Um, we've been sitting here for, oh, like 13 and a half minutes uh, introducing ourselves and telling you about us. What is this thing that uh, you, you presumably uh, want to know more about and hopefully listen to weekly? Well, uh, let me give you a couple of goals that we have for the podcast and I'll give you a rundown. Uh, so our main intent, as I said, is to have fun and uh, secondly, to learn. So even though we, we say that we're armchair experts, uh, that is a little bit of a cheeky expression because none of us are experts. We are going to make mistakes on this podcast. We're going to say things that are just wrong and that's okay. Uh, we want this to be a judgment-free zone. We love cinephiles, but we don't like snobs. All right. So no snobs. You can be a cinephile, love movies, talk about movies. But don't be a snob. Film snobs are just not interesting people. I don't think they're just jerks. So don't be like that. And then finally, uh, we wanted this to be something that the audience can engage in along with us. Uh, so as I'll explain in a second, you will have the opportunity to uh, go out and watch a film in between episodes of the podcast and then come back and uh, listen to our discussion and engage on social media with us. We encourage that engagement and uh we want you to all um get excited about movies with us just don't be a jerk that's that's our only request don't be a jerk be cordial all right so now it's time to talk about how it all goes down so i am now uh showing uh what our game board is going to look like this is in tabletop simulator and what we've done here is we've constructed uh two custom decks one of them is a main quest deck. One of them is a side quest deck. Our side quest cards are going to generate spontaneous and open-ended discussions. 
An example might be, uh, tell me about a scene in a film where you could no longer suspend your dis disbelief as an audience member, for example. Our main quest uh, deck is going to provide us with specific films and topics both, which we'll discuss on the following week's episode. This gives the co-host and you, the audience, time to watch the movie, think about the topic of discussion, and uh, we'll be drawing that first card very shortly to generate our first main quest, which will be uh, the topic of the show for episode one. So uh, I just want to say, um, you know, last but not least, we worked really, really hard, uh, in particular on the main quest, to create a diverse list of films spanning a dozen different genres across nearly 100 years of film history from places all over the world. We're really, really proud of our lists and the topics that we've created, and we really sincerely hope that you watch along as we experience the, uh, these movies. Some of them will be for the first time for, for, uh, for all of us on the podcast. All right. Yeah. And... Epic. Are we ready for our first card? Yes, we are. I guess. <laughs> All right. really we'll awkward. see. Let's see what our first card is. We're going to give them a good shuffle. Good shuffle, good shuffle, good shuffle, good shuffle, good shuffle. Big money. And here is our first card. It's a bullet time. Ooh. All right. Yeah. So bullet time, our definition for this category is analyze a specific scene in a film and discuss why it has impact. And this is bullet time number five, which is May's nomination of Contact. So we will be discussing the mirror scene from Contact. I am We're going quite to be excited. starting with like my favorite topic. This is fantastic. <laughs> I have not seen this movie in years, so this is amazing. Uh, I absolutely positively cannot wait. So that does it for episode zero. We now have our first film. We will be back with a full episode in which we'll draw a card from our side quest deck and have a little spontaneous chat. Uh, we'll have some fun activities uh, at the end of the show, but our primary film for next uh, episode is Contact. So go out there and watch it, and we'll see you back in about a week. Oh, hold on, Chris. You didn't notice my whiteboard? Ah, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 the whiteboard. Um, please uh, expound on the whiteboard. Well, um, there... <laughs> As we said, we may get some things wrong as we go through this podcast, but occasionally I would like to challenge both of you and your uh, film trivia. So on my whiteboard is a fact or a myth, and I want you to tell me which one it is. Is Psycho the first U.S. film to show a toilet flush? I know the answer to this, so I'm going to let Will go first, but I, knew, I do know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a suspicion you would, man. Um, mm, I'm gonna go with false. It's true. Oh man! Actually, what? <laughs> the answer is nuanced. It is the first film to show a toilet flush after the Hayes Act is instituted. Ah, I see. However, there is a 1928 film. <laughs> uh called did i close the tab 
It's called Filthy Flappers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's a 1928 well, film called The Crowd that does show a toilet flush. 1928, wow. baby. And that awesome. is how you get got. See? A judgment-free <laughs> zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, well, see, I learned something new already today. I love that um, because I'd always been, you know, told and read that uh, it was, but that's an important distinction. Uh, the Hayes Code, for our listeners that don't know, was a decency... Uh, it really, it was just a, a way to, to censor uh, content and, and films, but it was, it was a decency uh, code that um, stipulated what you could or could not have in a film, lest you corrupt the, the greater public. So, And toilets were taboo. <laughs> yeah, because nobody poops in real life. It's something <laughs> that does not happen. Well, thank you so much, May, for, for, uh, for sharing and educating us. Um, we really appreciate you hanging out with us uh, for this first mini-sode. We can't wait to get started. We hope you will watch along week to week. I think this is going to be an excellent way to, um, you know, broaden your, your cinematic palette a bit and uh, listen to us uh, debate and discuss a wide, wide variety of, of films in a fun way. We will see you in about a week. Bye. Bye.